The Book of Ruth, page 108 in Benware's survey of the Old Testament. This has to be one of my favorite books in the Bible. Uh, my dad, who was never a believer, he, at one point, uh, towards the end of his life, he died in 2012, and um, at, at any rate, he asked me about the Book of Ruth, and I had the great joy of walking him through why Ruth was significant and even, even bringing out um, the the gospel in it. And it's a short book, but it's a significant book. It's four chapters, and we should be able to get through this in one segment. Keywords in the book of Ruth are kinsman and redeemer. Key chapter is four, gives the family line of David. By the way, in this way, bringing the Lord Jesus Christ uh, into the book of Ruth. Because David was a uh, Jesus was a descendant humanly of David. Key verses one fifteen and four ten. Key characters Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. And Ruth is the central character of the book, and this is the tribal area of Benjamin in the country of Moab. The basic outline of the book is Ruth's decision to follow Naomi, chapter one. Ruth's faithfulness to Naomi, chapter 2. Ruth's claim upon Boaz, chapter 3. And Ruth's redemption by Boaz, chapter 4. Authorship and date, the Jewish Talmud claims that Samuel wrote the book, but is unknown. Was not written prior to the time of David, since he is mentioned in chapter 4, verse 22. And since David is mentioned... But David's son Solomon is not mentioned. It's led to assume that this is written before Solomon's rule. Samuel could have written the book. If he did, a date of about 1000 BC would be given. Ruth is a book, here's the purpose of it, that reveals there were godly people during the era of the theocracy. Even though the nation found itself in deep apostasy, turning from the Lord formally, There were people within Israel who loved and obeyed the Lord God. In the book of Judges, Israel forsakes the Lord and turns to idols, whereas in the book of Ruth, one Gentile woman turns from her idols to serve the living and true God. Another purpose of the book is to reveal something of the family line of Israel's greatest king, David, and as I mentioned before, that Jesus is a descendant of David therefore a descendant of Ruth. Special considerations on page 109. The discussion under the same heading for Judges applies to Ruth as well. Leviticus 25.25 and 47-49 through teach the concept of the kinsman redeemer. That's critical background for the story of Ruth. Let me read those verses for us. Leviticus 25.25 says... If your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property, then his nearest redeemer shall come and redeem what his brother has. If his brother, if a man has no one to redeem it, and then himself becomes prosperous and finds sufficient means to redeem it, let him calculate the years since he sold it and pay back the balance to the man to whom he sold it, and then return to his property. And then... Verses uh, 47 through 49 of Leviticus 25. So Leviticus 25, verses 47 through 49. 
If a stranger or sojourner with you becomes rich, and your brother beside him becomes poor and sells himself to the stranger or sojourner with you or to a member of the stranger's clan, then after he is sold, he may be redeemed. One of his brothers may redeem him, or his uncle or his cousin may redeem him, or a close relative from his clan may redeem him, or if he grows rich, he may redeem himself." So that gives us a bit of the history of what's necessary to understand the book of Ruth. Now let's look at a summary of the book of Ruth, chapter 1. The story begins, this is on page 109 of the book of, of, of Benware, Ruth's decision to follow Naomi. The, book, the story begins by noting that famine had hit Israel, and it also indicates that people were living in sin and disobedience. It suggests that Israel was either in or heading into a time of foreign oppression. Certain family of Israel moved to Moab to try to avoid famine. And while in Moab, the two sons, they married Moabite women, something that was expressly forbidden in the law in Deuteronomy 7 and 23, chapter 7, 3 and 23, 3. Eventually, the two sons died, as did the father. This left the three widows to face life alone. And when the news came that the famine was over, some judge had evidently delivered uh, the people from an oppressor, then the mother Naomi decided to return home. And when she decided to return home, Ruth said, I will go with you. Orpah, who was the other daughter-in-law, decided to stay with Moab and the gods of Moab. But Ruth in particular said, I will go where you go. Your God will be my God, and your people will be my people. You can see that in uh, chapter 1, verse 16. Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And when you lodge, I will lodge. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do to me so, and also, more also, anything but death parts the, me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. So they returned to the land, but uh, two ladies uh, who had no man to protect them were in serious danger at that time. And so chapter two, Ruth volunteered to care for the needs of Naomi by going into the fields and gleaning. And according to the law, uh, in Leviticus 19, the poor could enter the fields, orchards, and vineyards and pick until left up the leftover fruit or grain to provide food for the needs of their family. It was humiliating, but Ruth was willing to do it. Boaz was the owner of the field in which Ruth was gleaning. Boaz heard of the godliness of Ruth and her devotion to Naomi. He re responded by allowing her to take home an unusually large amount of grain. Boaz's godliness and devotion to the Lord is seen in the obedience to the command to let people glean in his fields. In light of the past famine, there could have been a tendency to hoard or to not allow the gleaning, which the Bible says that the landowners should do. Chapter 3 of Ruth. To understand the story of Ruth, two customs must be kept in mind. One, no land could be sold in perpetuity, that is, sold and kept forever by another. 
God did not want land falling into the hands of a few or passing to another tribe. Two, a male heir had to come to carry on the family line. In the law, a man was to be a kinsman redeemer when it was necessary to buy back the inheritance of a poor relative or to buy back a person from slavery or to build the family of a deceased relative. According to Naomi's instruction, Ruth went to Boaz and claimed his protection since he was a near relative of Naomi. Boaz was willing and even anxious. He was excited, happy to do this, but there existed a closer relative to Naomi than him. So he had to go to this relative and make sure that he was not willing to buy back the land of Naomi's deceased husband. So Naomi had a right to this land if there was a kinsman redeemer. And so he goes and he finds out that the other man was willing to buy it back, but he was not willing to take on the concern of Ruth and Naomi. And so he allowed Boaz to take that on when he realized, well, you're not only going to be buying this land, you're going to be taking care of these ladies and presumably taking on Ruth as a wife. Now, chapter four, the redemption by Boaz going to the gate of the city where public transactions were carried out. This is where the men would meet and take counsel together. Boaz took the near the necessary legal steps to carry out the matter. Boaz and Ruth were married. They had a son named Obed, and Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David. And with that, we bring the book of Ruth to a close, and we're ready to enter into the book of 1 Samuel.